Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. Welcome everyone. It's a privilege to be able to share with you today, even though it uh, feels just a little awkward, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Hopefully next week we'll have a, a video available online as we continue with our Love Does series, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to improve the audio as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we can all meet together again. You don't always appreciate something, do you, until you lose it? Would you pray that God would bring that about according to his timetable? Just a couple of things. Firstly, as a leadership, we're hoping to share with you a plan how we might move forward creatively. However, to be honest, this is becoming a greater challenge every day. The recommendations keep changing. And to be realistic, restrictions will continue to increase. So we might just have to sit tight and see how things unfold. It is a great opportunity, however, to wait on God and see how and where he leads us. Secondly, uh, please let the pastoral team know if you hear of anyone in need. If people need to see us, we're available. Uh, Keeping in mind we will be careful to maintain a safe environment and, and not be a danger to anyone's health. If that's not an option, would you call or text or send an email? Uh, We really would love to hear from you. Please keep us informed. You will be invaluable as our eyes and ears as we look to minister to those needing encouragement and help. Finally, pray for a spiritual awakening. May God impress upon our hearts and minds the reality of his greatness. Uh, Pray too for our church and our community. May people everywhere see that God is reaching out to them in their time of need. We all know he alone is our true hope. Feel free to contact me if you have any concerns or questions. Maybe you have some ideas on how we can continue to enjoy our church community despite the obvious challenges we are now facing. Would you join with me as we pray? God, thank you for the hope that we have. Thank you that we're always safe and secure in your eternal plan and your provision. Help us to navigate a way forward. Enable us to enjoy the fellowship that we can still enjoy. But we're going to need your help as we adapt and change as needed. We need to rest in you as we journey together. God, would you speak to us right now? Help us to see the importance of having a healthy view of heaven. You know that we instinctively seek what is before us, what we can touch and see. However, by faith, enable us to see what you have for us. Help us to enjoy a lifestyle that's motivated simply by our desire to please you. That's the bestest life, and it's ours to take hold of if we obey the leading of your spirit. Enable us to grab hold of that truth and to not let go of it. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're all very aware of how fragile and fallen life is, and perhaps now more than at any other time. Our human resources are certainly lacking, and we're all too aware of our limitations. Human power and wisdom are unable to provide any real confidence when the future is so uncertain. Today we're reminded of the importance of looking to God's plan and his purposes. We are to look beyond what we can see see, and instead live by faith. Now this is foundational to our existence at all times. This is not just an opportune time to talk about our eternal home, but heaven needs to be a constant and significant focus for all of us at all times. Our Bible passage, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, we're reading verses 
one to nine. If you want to look up, look that up and have it in front of you, obviously there's no PowerPoints when it's audio only. So for today, let's just follow together. From verse one. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. A tent is a temporary place to live. And for me anyway, anything over a few days and I start to desire my own bed. And Paul here is reminding us that heaven is our true home, a permanent residence where we'll exist eternally. And importantly, this place has been prepared for us by God. This is going to be really good. And just as I might long to be back home after a prolonged tenting experience, so we should also long for the time when we take hold of God's great reward. Heaven should be a significant focus for each of us. If it's not, we're missing out on a huge blessing. So far in this Love Does series, we talked about living our lives according to God's lifestyle and plan for us. As a result, the way we choose to live, the, the philosophy we choose to accept, is a clear sign that we love God. Our actions clearly display our love for him. In every case, healthy prayer, healthy unity, healthy worship, God loves to see us live out our lives in the right way, because he knows then that his kids are in a good place. If our attitude and actions are God-honouring, our lives will be rich. We always need to be refocusing our thinking, recalibrating our minds. Our eternal future needs to be a significant part of how we process life. It needs to be the glasses that we look through when it comes to filtering all aspects of our present life experience. If we love God, we'll live lives that please him. And when heaven is intentionally a significant focus, we are pleasing him beyond words. You see, he knows that we've got it. He knows that we've worked our way through all the distractions and we can see what is really important. When heaven has a priority in our thinking, that is loving God. That is love does. Paul reinforces this thinking as we read from verse 5. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Some translations say he has fashioned us for this very purpose. In earlier verses, Paul uses the symbolism of clothing when referring to our needs. We long to be clothed by God's provision. We long to be covered by his peace. Now, fashion's not a high priority for me, much to cast disappointment. Not only is it not a priority, uh, but I don't always have a good feel for what looks good and what doesn't. A striped shirt with striped shorts, well, not a problem for me. I don't see the issue. But I know from experience and history, you don't do that. If heaven isn't a significant focus for us, it's like going through life dressed inappropriately. You just can't do it. Paul says, God fashioned us. He created us to live in eternity with him. So we will never be totally satisfied or comfortable in this life because that's not the way we're put together. We are not dressed, nor are we equipped to live here on earth forever. It just won't work until we get it sorted. Heaven is our home. Heaven is our only home. We were created to live with God in eternity. That's how God fashioned us in the very beginning. Over the last few days, I've been trying to sort out a computer issue. This has to do with software and other things that I know very little about. So with my friend Google, I set out to accomplish the task. Can I say that every step of the way was painful? 
Every step, and there were many, was an attack on my sanity. Unless every aspect was right, unless everything lined up, unless every detail was in harmony, nothing worked. And this process went on and on and on. Every step was painful. Every step had an issue that had to be sorted out. But in the end, success at last. That's how sweet it was. But everything had to be right and line up with how the system was created. In life, every step will be painful. If we try and make heaven in the here and now, we're going to struggle. We were created, we were fashioned for eternity with God in heaven. The Bible consistently shares this truth. This present existence is not our true home. It's not the best fit. We were fashioned for another place. And yet we need to intentionally focus our hearts and minds because our longing for heaven is not a natural or instinctive response. We have to remind ourselves often and always we are primarily fashioned for heaven. God, who is all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful, created us to live with him for an eternity. We are dressed inappropriately for this life, but perfectly fashioned for the next. Heaven has some amazing future benefits, probably better than we can even imagine, but a heaven focus also has huge payoffs in the here and now. A heaven focus gives our present life meaning. Now, life is still generally good and it will return back to normal and we should look to enjoy every day that we can. But there is still a deep longing within all of us to go home. Now, we may not choose to acknowledge the desire, but it exists. As we've just said, we were fashioned for heaven. It's who we are. If we read from verses 2 and 4, Meanwhile we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan in our burden, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now we certainly groan and we are certainly burdened and Paul explains that we do so because we yearn for what is to come. Our heart yearns for what God has for us and it is the Spirit of God that causes us to groan. He's confirming in us this reality. We have been created for something so much better. Now it's reassuring that we will not be found naked. The mind boggles. But what Paul is encouraging us is this idea of instant transformation. The clothing of immortality goes straight over our mortality. There's no time when we'll be vulnerable. The benefit, the blessing, the transformation is instant. We will not be found wanting. We read earlier that the spirit is a deposit. It's a down payment on what is to come. Yes, we're living in a broken world, but we are not alone. God is within us. And so we groan, but we know one day, not only will God be dwelling in us, but we will dwell with him forever in heaven. No more groaning, no more pain, no more tears or heartache, no more disease or death. Now, when you put a deposit down on a new house or a new car, or you pay a deposit on a holiday, and that's probably not a good example at this time, but when you put a deposit down, you get very excited. Because the deposit is the beginning of something good coming our way. We don't have the new home or car or whatever, but we know it's coming. We have a deposit and we know that something better is coming. It is ours. And we are looking forward to enjoying what is to come. Yes, God is with us now, but this environment 
that we're in now is often challenging. But there's a time coming when we will be with God, taking up residence in his palace. How good is that? Now, Paul uses a wonderful image. He says this mortal existence and all its pain, all its heartache, it will be swallowed up by this new life. In fact, right now, when heaven is the significant focus of our mind, right now, when we accept in our heart that heaven is our true home, then all the pain and the burdens that we carry are swallowed up by this hope, this hope that we have in God and for what is to come. Look, just imagine a huge shark gracefully moving through the water and coming upon a school of fish and simply swallowing up all of them in one defining moment. That's what heaven does. That's how it gives meaning to life. That's how when we focus on it, all our issues, all our concerns get swallowed up. Whatever we have to deal with, we know it can't hurt us. For there is a time coming when in the end we win no matter what. I could make a lot of money if I could invent a bubble that protected us from this virus. Wherever we went, whoever we met, doesn't matter how many times we touch our face or forget to wash our hands, we would be safe from harm. How much would we enjoy a bubble like that just now, protecting us from everything? We would be untouchable. We would live without fear. Paul says we have it already. It's not fully available just yet, but it's coming. And it is so significant. It is so much of a blessing that it provides us with hope and meaning and joy and peace, even in this present pain. We look forward to what is coming our way, to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, there's an application and there's two distinct applications that I can see. Firstly, we are to have a loose grip on this life. This action is evidence of a love does attitude. If we choose not to invest in this world, but invest fully in God for our future, that is an action of love. A light grip on what is temporary, but a very tight grip on God who is eternal. Now, Paul's writing these letters to those at Corinth because there are those who wanted or demanded miraculous signs. They wanted heaven on earth. They wanted a tight grip on worldly living, but they wanted the bonus of having God's miracles added to it to supercharge it. God is indeed powerful, and he is certainly a miracle-working God. But he clearly reminds us we are just strangers here. We're aliens here. The best is yet to come. It's really easy for my mind, and I'm sure it's the same for you, but it's really easy for our minds to be dominated by the now, the material, the things we see. Instinctively, we are drawn to what is before us, what we can feel and touch. We look for our reward in what the world offers. And so we're prone to worry. We're prone to anxiety. We're prone to pain because this world isn't always fair. It's certainly not always pleasant. And it's really what we want it to be. Heaven is the only thing that makes any sense out of this life. It enables us to loosen our grip on this world that will disappoint us and tighten our grip on God who will bless us. This is how we live by faith. We long for what is to come. Paul talks about this desire within us, this attitude that pleases God, this love does thinking from verse 6. Therefore, we're always confident and know that as long as we're at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We're confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. 
We enjoy God now by faith, not by sight. Because we see the world, we experience the world, it's right there in our faces. But by faith, we choose to invest in God. We have a light grip on this world, but we take hold of God with all we have. That's the first application God has for us today. The second love does action or application God wants to see in us is found in verse 9. So we make it our goal to please him, whether at home at the, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. Heaven is our home, but we don't sit around waiting for an upgrade. Our ongoing goal is to please God in the now of our life. In good times or bad, we look to live out our love for him by action. Paul said openly, I'd rather be in heaven and be with God, but I'm not. And while I'm here on earth, I'm going to make it count. In fact, the reason that we're all still here is exactly for that purpose, to make our lives an instrument of God's love, his mercy and his grace. These next few days, these weeks, these months will give us plenty of opportunity to be instruments of God's love. Let's take hold of that. Let's do as we're led by God's spirit to use these difficult days to be an instrument of God's love. When you think about heaven, it's easy for it to be a bit foggy. It's a bit like a shadow. And that's fair enough. We don't know a lot of detail. We can't see it. We haven't experienced it yet. So we're tempted to invest in the here and now because, well, it's right there before us. We can touch it. However, in difficult days like these, it's important to be reminded that the truth is actually the reverse. This life is what's really foggy and full of shadows in the unknown, where heaven is safe and secure. It is significant beyond our understanding, and importantly, it's our true home. It is the place that God fashioned for us. It is the place that he created us for. It only makes sense when we understand that's our destiny. It's a place where we are totally free, enjoying the very presence of God. How good is that? Heaven should be a significant focus in my thinking and in yours. The Bible clearly states that it's our true home. Not only that, but a heaven focus gives this life meaning, allowing us to have a very loose grip on this existence and a very firm grasp of God. But for now, well, we need to make the most of every opportunity while we wait to please God in everything we do. Love does that. A healthy view of heaven gives God a lot of pleasure because he knows his kids are in a good place, even though these are difficult days. May God continue to bless you as you consider the blessing of being a child of God and that all and all that he has for us both now and in the future. Amen.